Section 7 of The Exploits of Juva by Marcel Alaine and Pierre Souvestre. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter 7 A Revolver Shot. Dr. Patel's division presented an unusually animated appearance that afternoon not only were the patients allowed to receive visitors but quite a number of strange doctors had spent the day going from bed to bed notebooks in hand studying the patients and their temperature charts the nurses hesitated to call these individuals doctors and the patients too seemed aware of their true status whispers were hushed and all the eyes turned toward the far end of the ward there in a bed set slightly apart and near the house staff's quarters lay josephine a prey to a racking fever and breathing with difficulty exactly opposite her was the bed of an old woman who had been admitted that morning her face had almost entirely disappeared under voluminous bandages as the ward clock struck a quarter to three an attendant appeared and announced in ten minutes visitors will be requested to leave two of the staff who had paced the ward since early in the day exchanged a smile here's the end of the farce remarked one lupart isn't coming he said three there are still thirteen minutes left replied the other while every precaution is taken precautions are of no use with men like lupart eleven minutes left what the devil could happen there is no longer admission to the hospital the visitors are leaving three minutes look here you'll end by making me think two minutes well own yourself beaten one minute bang bang two shots from a revolver suddenly startled the silent ward there was a moment's consternation and uproar the patients leaped from their beds and sought refuge in the corners of the ward while the two house surgeons and the policemen passing as doctors rushed in a body toward josephine's bed doors slammed people came hurrying from all quarters above the hubbub rose a calm voice what the devil here i am drenched what does that mean the house surgeon reached the bed where the hopeless josephine lay white as a corpse motionless a large red blood stain was spreading on her sheet quickly the doctor uncovered the wounded woman and examined her fainted she has only fainted and silencing all comments he called monsieur juve monsieur juve the old woman who a few moments before had been dozing now quickly sprang out of bed and tearing off her bandages revealed the placid features of detective juve i understand everything except that i'm drenched to the bones declared juba as he crossed to josephine's bed oblivious to the amazement his appearance caused that's easily explained said the house surgeon the girl was lying on a rubber mattress filled with water one of the bullets punctured it what damage did she receive a contusion on the shoulder the murderer aimed badly owing to her recumbent position juba beckoned to the officers your report you've seen nothing nothing that's strange declared the detective i kept an eye on josephine myself thinking that a movement on her part would betray the entrance of lupart she made no sign but however lupart may have got in he can't get out without falling into a trap i have fifty men posted round the building now the first point to clear up is the exact place from where the shot was fired 
how can we get at that very simply by drawing an imaginary line between the spot where the bullet struck the mattress and where it went into the floor extend this line and we find the quarter from where the shot was fired a doctor came forward monsieur juve he said that would bring us to the door of the staff's room ah it's you dr chaleck i'm glad to see you you are quite right in your surmise do you see any objection to my reasoning i do i came into the ward barely two seconds before the firing no one was behind me and no one was walking before me juve crossed to the door it is from here that the shots were fired and the detective added triumphantly as he stooped and picked up an object from the floor and this backs up my assertion he held out a revolver still loaded in four chambers a precious bit of evidence he turned to the doctor can a stranger get into the wards by this door utterly impossible monsieur juba only those thoroughly familiar with la Rebusset can get into the ward through the laboratory you must pass through the surgical divisions the detective seated himself at the foot of the sick woman's bed and mechanically laid the revolver beside him but scarcely had he done so when he sprang up upon the sheet was a tiny red speck left by the muzzle of the weapon ah that's very instructive he cried and as the others crowded round puzzled juva added don't you see the murderer ran his finger along the barrel to steady his aim and as the barrel is very short the bullet grazed the tip of his finger which extended slightly beyond it if i find anyone in the hospital with a wounded finger i've got the murderer gentlemen i am going to ask the director to issue orders for everyone within the hospital gates to pass before me i reckon that in two hours at most the culprit will no longer be at large the attempted murder happened at three o'clock about six o'clock those who had first been examined by juba had received permission to leave the hospital and were beginning to depart with a careless step dr chaleck made for the exit by which he issued every evening from la rabousset as he was about to pass out a police inspector barred his way excuse me sir have you a pass a pass yes sir no one is allowed to leave today without a pass from monsieur juve the doctor looked at his watch the deuce he said i am late as it is where am i to get this pass you must ask monsieur juve himself for it he is in the director's private room all right i'll go there and dr chaleck retraced his steps end of chapter seven read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com